Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Non-Sequitur Nerds. Tonight, true believers, Excelsior. I know it's a little odd, but we're going to be talking Marvel Studios tonight. But, as always, I'm Tim, joined by my buddy Ian. How's it going, buddy? Hey, we're doing all right. It's been kind of a hectic week here, but uh, kind of starting to wind things down and uh, just just ready to chill. Uh, the kids right? go back to school so soon, and thank God. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes. I know your Rugrats are away for most of the summer, so it's uh, it's not too bad, but mine have been pretty much uh, up inside of me uh, <laughs> for the last week, and um, I'm I'm ready to call a proctologist. I, I can hear you, buddy. I hear you. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, like you said, summer's almost over, and eventually you'll have, uh, well, I'd say you have your days free, but during the day, so. At least, but you don't have to deal with the kids while you're working, so you got that at least. Yeah, that that's very true. Very true. Uh, so anyway, uh, as Tim said, we're going to be talking uh, the new Phase 5 and 6 information that came out of San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, I think it was Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah, San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, sir, it was. Uh, from uh, Marvel Studios that was just announced. Uh, so uh, obviously we're, we're kind of chucking through or, uh, ch chucking through the current phase, uh, which is Phase 4, um, which has been dubbed the Multiverse Saga. Um, so uh, we're ready to round that out here with uh, just another couple of movies. Um, and then we're going to be moving on to phase five. I don't know that we have uh, had a a, a, a a moniker bestowed for phase five yet, but. Uh, uh, you know, not, not sure. I mean, if they did, it was like a, a brief thing, but like, you know, we're wrapping up phase four. I mean, we have as of the time of recording anyway, we have uh, She-Hulk's coming out here in a couple of weeks, which I'm a little. Uh, we've got Black Panther 2, which that's one that Marvel just put out the trailer. Definitely, definitely looks good. Um, my my only complaint with, with Phase 4 is, I mean, while we did get a lot of multiverse stuff, did Phase 4 kind of seem disjointed to you? Like, I mean, there was an overarching theme of, like, multiverse, but it just, it, apart from that, it just kind of felt like, I mean, yes, it, it's post-Infinity War, so this is showing how everybody's kind of, trying to recover their lives and whatnot, but it just felt just really disjointed. I mean, it wasn't, they weren't, was... nothing was bad. Uh, you know, I like Thor. I like the, you know, the new Thor, which I know a lot of people were very hit or miss on it, but I don't know. I mean, honestly, it, I, uh, I've been whelmed to, to, to take an, to, to go back to an old, old topic of ours. I, I feel just whelmed. Right. There were things that were really there were things that were really enjoyable. I loved WandaVision. I loved yep. Loki. Yes. Um Spider-Man. Yeah, I loved, loved Spider-Man. Uh that I mean that one so far has probably been the crowning achievement of phase four to me. Yeah. Probably like... because of how much of a love letter to the fans it was. Yes. Um versus well, and I admittedly have not seen several things from phase four yet. I haven't seen uh, Moon Knight. I haven't seen Miss Marvel. I haven't seen Thor. I haven't. I haven't even seen the new Doctor Strange movie. Actually, okay. I haven't watched it yet. But right. um, I mean, you can't swing a dead cat on the internet without hitting spoilers anymore. So I yeah. pretty much kind of know what's all going right. on. Right. Like, I mean, Doctor Strange. I think was the one that I was looking. Most. I've always liked that character. I liked uh, how Benedict Cumberbatch uh, portrayed him in the first one. I was looking forward to the second one. And while the second one wasn't bad, I mean, it had a lot of good moments. It just, it was fun. It wasn't great. It was fun. It was good. Um, same same thing with with Thor four. Like I liked it. It was good. wasn't great, but it was. Um, I still think. But between the two, here's my opinion. Between the two, Ragnarok was better. 
But that being said, though, um, like Ian alluded to, that they are wrapping up Phase 4, getting ready to go into Phase 5, which is going to start off uh, 2023 pretty early. Uh, the first one on their slate for, see, it's February 17th, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, mm-hmm. which ties back into, uh, as Ian mentioned, Loki. And I believe we're out of the statute of spoilers for uh, for this now. But uh, Loki ends with a variant of Kang the Conqueror. And the very ending scene is you see statues of Kang in the TVA. Well, Quantumania, Kang is apparently going to be the bad guy in that. And apparently they're setting him up to be like the next big bad. And if you know anything about Kang, if, if they keep to the tradition of Marvel Studios of kill the villain in the first movie they show up in, which is, I hate to say it, Marvel, it's, it's kind of getting a little tired because, yes, I know you don't want to have recurring villains, but guess what? Your comics have been doing that for decades now. It's okay not to kill a villain. It's okay, Marvel. <laughs> but, uh, well, the other thing with that, though, uh, the thing with Kane is he's a multiversal, uh, multi-universal entity. Well, he's a he time span- traveler. <laughs> so, I mean... And he's a time traveler. He spans you know, multiple universes. Uh, so, you know, theoretically they could actually keep doing, keep killing them off and it wouldn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, cause e- even if they only go the time traveler angle, which Kang is more well, they could kill him and then Kang could show up again. And it's, Oh, it's, it's Kang from a different point in time. Yeah. He has done that. There's been times where I believe Kang has actually fought against himself because he didn't agree with what he was doing at that point in time. But it, again, it's time travel. It's really, really weird to, to do that, um, as well as the, the TVA introduced a concept of variants, which are versions of them from alternate timelines off of the main timeline. So even if you do a Kang that's, oh, I'm a Kang from way earlier in the timeline, and they kill him then, you could still do Kangs that are technically after that point in time that are from branch timelines where Kang didn't die. So it's, it's really weird, but Kang is apparently going to be the, the big bad in Quantumania. And at San Diego Comic-Con, they put out a... Uh, like a teaser poster for it. And it looks like Kang is going to have a pretty comic accurate, um, which, you know, a so, lot of, yeah, a lot of people were really, really stoked about, but the, so it look like kazoo from the Flintstones cartoon. I mean, kind of, uh, but taller speaking of things with big heads though, apparently Modoc is going to be in quantum mania and word on the rumor mill is that while he is keeping the big head, apparently he's going to be fully robotic. He's not going to be, like, cybernetic. Which, as long as they get the big head, the little tiny arms, the chair, I don't care. I'll be happy with it, because it's it's frickin' Modoc. As, as um, long as he's voiced by Patton Oswalt. Right. You know. um, um, there, there are rumors, because Bill Murray is apparently playing, uh, it is confirmed that he's playing an unnamed role in Quantumania. There are rumors that he is either going to be playing Modoc himself, like the voice of Modoc, which... That would be kind of cool to have Bill Murray do that. Um, or he's going to be playing a, uh, and I don't remember what the character's name is, but it's a character that's in the quantum realm that is more of a, like, C-list obscure character, which for somebody of Bill Murray's age would probably be, I hate to say it, more appropriate, playing a, a cameo part versus right. a main character part. Um, I mean, he's he's not a young spring chicken anymore. But no. uh, Quantumania, is, I think, is going to be a fun one. The the Ant-Man movies, while they haven't been, for most people, like the top of their absolute favorite Marvel films, they've been enjoyable. But the two that we've had so far have been very enjoyable. They were fun movies. And thematically, Ant-Man, at least the way they've done the movies thus far, 
have felt more more upbeat compared to some of the other Marvel films, which I, I kind of like that trend. You know what you're getting out of an Ant-Man film. It's going to be goofy. It's going to be fun. You know, yeah. it's, it's Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, moving on from there, though, then we obviously are, are going to be looking at Secret Invasion, which is one of uh, one of uh, Marvel's more well-known and popular storylines. Um, it follows the uh, the uh, Skrull invasion of, of Earth, yep. um, which is going to be interesting to me because yeah. up until this point, the Skrulls have been kind of portrayed as... Um, the good guys, allies as yeah. allies to, to you know like Nick Fury and Shield and even Miss Marvel. I'm sorry, Captain Marvel. Um, and, and we're going to see the return of, of Sam Jackson as Nick Fury, which I don't know if, if you heard. Uh, I think we may have mentioned in a previous show. Sam Jackson is, is at this point said is like, you know what? I don't care about any Oscars. I'm just going to play like Nick Fury and and Mace Windu and those kind of characters for the rest of my career. I'm having fun. Wait, I mean, yeah, right. he's having fun playing those. But yeah, Secret, right. Secret Invasion is going to be thing because, like you said, up to this point, the, the scrolls have been shown to be allied. They want to work with humanity. So I'm wondering if, if they're going to change Secret Invasion a bit to kind of change it up, or if it's going to be, you know, they did that to gain trust so that they could start, you know, their, like the title says, yeah, Secret yeah, Invasion. If they did, then they're definitely playing the long game because they introduced the scrolls canonically, I believe, in what the eighties. I was gonna the, say, yeah, in the in the the you know the the larger MCU continuity. Yep, and the is. MCU is admittedly you know a few years ahead of our current timeline at this yes. point because of the blip um, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I could see it being that. I could see it also being something, uh, you know, something akin to like maybe it's a another it's a. An, like the main scroll force or something like that. Oh, that's... and these guys, just, the ones that we've seen thus far, like an offshoot. Yeah, I mean, because I the, the, the other thing is that, you know, the scrolls have always been in opposition to the Kree, and we haven't really seen any of the Kree save for Ronin and um, the Kree from the, the Captain Marvel movie. Right. Um, which were not quite traditional, like the traditional way we they always portrayed the Kree. So there is still potential opportunity there. That's true. Um, but this is also coming out apparently as a Disney Plus series. So yes, which is going to be um, interesting because like it's going to be in theory longer than a movie, but it's going to be done episodically, which could be could be. I don't know if I like that format, but we're going to get more minutes worth of content. I just don't know if I'm going to like it being episodic. The thing is, though, that I want the episodes to be longer, like 45 yes. minutes to an hour. Yes. Um, and I felt like that worked really well with, with WandaVision um, and Loki. Like, they were longer episodes. Yeah. Stuff that's generally shorter feels like there's not enough content. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, we and I talked about it when we uh, reviewed uh, Falcon and Winter is that it felt rushed. Like the whole, especially the last half of the show felt really rushed. I'm hoping that Secret Invasion, you know, having been in production a little longer now, and now that, you know, things are a little bit easier to work with in studios as far as, you know, health, safety, and whatnot, I'm hoping that that one won't suffer from, uh, and even even Hawkeye felt rushed. So I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I haven't seen Hawkeye yet either. Yeah, uh, Hawkeye's good. Hawkeye's good. Um, so I, I'm hoping that Secret Invasion won't be rushed. I, I want. That's a pretty important event in Marvel Comics. I want them to do it because if Secret Invasion goes poor, you're gonna have a lot of people really upset by it. Um, right. But it's gonna be interesting because there were a lot of characters in the comics 
that were pretty important in Secret Evasion that we have yet to actually see in the MCU proper. So I'm wondering if Secret Evasion is going to introduce some of those or if they're going to recast them. Or, or well, not recast, but um, put different characters in place. Retcon. In place. Yeah, ret retcon it as different characters. So, I mean, that's that one's that's one that I'm... All in all, I'm I'm excited but apprehensive about Secret Invasion just because I want it to be done right. Yeah, and and I'm looking forward actually to Ben Mendel to to seeing Ben Mendelsohn come back as Talos. Um, I think he did the character. I think he played played the part because Talos isn't is kind of an original character type. Um, you know, t he he plays the character well, and I, I like Ben Mendelsohn. Right. Um, it's hard for me not to see him as you know Director Krennic. <laughs> from Rogue One, but uh, right. I, you know, I, oh well, god, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot he was in Rogue One. Yeah, I mean, he was the main main. I bad guy. completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so moving on, then uh, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which is one that I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on. Um, everyone kind of knows the Guardians at this point. You know, we're gonna have Chris Pratt and and Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooker, Bradley Cooker. Bradley Cougar, uh, Bradley Cougar, Mellencamp. Um, oh God! But uh, uh, apparently, I don't know if you heard this or not. Um, I, I will preface this part with a spoiler because the movie. Um, but it's kind of a. I think everybody knows this. The Guardians of the Galaxy are in Thor: Love and Thunder. Very mm -hmm. briefly, right at the beginning of the film, pretty much they're a plot device for why Thor is geographically where he is. And then right. they they go away and you don't see them the rest of the movie. So it's more of a more of a fun cameo than anything else. But apparently, Guardians Three is going to ignore Thor for what I'm what I was hearing. But I mean, apart from the fact that he traveled with them for a while, I really don't think that there's going to be anything major if they don't mention the fact that oh yeah, Thor was on our ship for a while. I don't think it's yeah. going to really. Buy, I know a lot of people are really upset by that. I don't think it's really going to affect that at all. But yeah, I mean, it's a Guardians film. You know what you're getting into. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first two were fun. This one's going to be fun, too, I think. Yeah, the only thing that's really going to bum me out is that there's not going to be Michael Rooker. Um, yeah. Yeah, there is that. Well, I mean, and, and depending on, especially after the end of uh, Endgame, Zoe Saldana, I don't know what they're going to do with, with her as Gamora, because while there is a Gamora out there, it's a Gamora from before she joined the Guardians because of time travel. Um, right. So, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see if she's going to be in the film, and if so, I want to see how they address effectively resetting her character. Right. So. Well, I mean, they've done that a few times in the comics with various other characters as well. I mean, right. uh, I think canonically in the comics, uh, Star-Lord got blasted into an alternate universe so. and got, like, literal Star-Lord powers and had a family, and then he got sucked back and has, like, PTSD from that. Right. Well, I mean, and, uh, and even in the comics, there's been, uh, like, uh, other members of the Guardians. I mean, well, heck, Iron Man was a member of the Guardians for a while. Uh, Venom was a member of the Guardians, which I don't think we're going to see Venom in that, because Sony, Marvel, um, that whole thing. Although, they're, thinking about it, there is still a there is still a symbiote run, a piece of symbiote running around the MCU, right? Yep. Forgot about that. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll... Um... Moving on from Guardians, uh, we've also got uh, a new Disney Plus series, Echo. Yep. Uh, which is uh, kind of a spinoff of the Hawkeye Disney Plus series, where yep. we'll see uh, the the titular character Echo um, coming back. 
and just kind of focuses on her origin story. Again, I didn't see Hawkeye, so I didn't, right. can't really say much about the character. I don't, if I remember correctly, she wasn't featured prominently in. Um, she, I mean, she she was because I mean she was kind of the the big bad before the big bad. Um, but I know she she has ties to both Kingpin and Daredevil. Um, which I don't know if you saw. Uh, they confirmed from the She Hulk trailer. Matt Murdock's back. Daredevil's back. Charlie Cox is back. Um, officially. I mean, we saw we saw I mean, him. We saw him in Spider Man, but uh, they actually show him suited up in uh, She Hulk. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I believe, uh, and I, I may be wrong. Sorry, viewers, but I believe that Charlie Cox is also going to be doing some stuff in Echo as well. Um, which uh, Kevin Feige came out uh, talking about Daredevil. A lot of people said, and you'll you'll notice this as you, we go through this list. Spider-Man is not mentioned anywhere on this list, which a lot of fans were kind of worried. You know, does that mean Tom Holland's done as, as the deal with Sony falling through and you can't use him anymore? And what Kevin Feige said is that Spider-Man and Daredevil are going to be leading effectively their street-level hero. Um, whereas, like, you know, Guardians, Thor, those guys are going to be handling the cosmic stuff. Avengers are going to be handling mostly the, the Earth-bound and threats directly to Earth stuff. Um, so you're going to see... You're going to see characters kind of go off again, um, which is going to be kind of nice. So, I mean, because that's one thing that even Hawkeye, who admittedly is a street level hero, apart from his Disney Plus show, we haven't really in the MCU had street level heroes. We well, haven't been yeah. a macro level threat. There hasn't exactly. been, you know, day to day. People don't get rogues galleries in the MCU because, as we said earlier, everyone dies. Right. I mean, we have an opportunity for have, to have crossbones, but they yeah. kill them off within five minutes. Very, of the... Yeah, see, very quickly and unceremoniously. Um, right. But yeah, so I mean, Echo is going to kind of be, I think, exploring more of the street level stuff, um, along with like Daredevil, Spider-Man, things of that nature. But yeah. uh, I mean, not not a whole lot about Echo. I mean, it is a, another Disney Plus show, and you guys will kind of see pretty much from this this point forward. A lot of it is stuff that we knew is coming. This is just Marvel giving dates to it. And a lot of it, there's not really a whole lot of information about it yet. Like our, our next uh, next thing that's coming out, uh, we just slated for tw summer 2023, Loki Season 2. Um, and as I had mentioned earlier, Loki Season 1 ends with the TVA being apparently taken over by Kang um, because of the actions of Loki, 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 I'm forgetting one, and Loki, um, <laughs> the sacred timeline is fractured, multiverses are running rampant, alternate timelines are everywhere, so we're kind of going to see the fallout of that, but beyond that, like, we don't really have, like, a plot synopsis that I'm aware of, we don't have, like, a general theme of it, we just know that it, it's continuing season two, um, yes, go ahead. I have a I have a theory. We get through we get through phase five and six, and at the very end of six, basically they reboot and reset the the MCU timeline, and then the very next movie is Captain America. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> like I mean it's a reboot. Like it's a reboot now, so it's it's new cast. Well, like, I mean, but by the time by the story. time we get to that, I mean, we're talking twenty twenty six at that point is when all that will be going. And what we'll get to in Phase 6, that may hold some ground, actually, Ian, but we're, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Um, 
so going on from that, going back away from Disney Plus, back to cinema, we do have also in uh, summer, uh, July 2023, we have the Marvels featuring Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, the Marvels, <laughs> yep, and all of their assorted cast. Um, so I mean, it is a sequel to Captain Marvel, but it's bringing in all of the Marvel. Um, I'd be curious to see if if they actually, uh delve more into the into the Kree in that. I mean, that was pretty heavily done in Captain Marvel. But, I mean, this is also going to be post-Secret Invasion, so it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out, I think. Well, the other thing being that the Kree, again, Captain Marvel happens in the 80s, which is, you know, 20 years before the MC, the the main MCU really kind of picked up. Right. Um, so, you know, there, there's obviously some time there that we that we can get more information and obviously you know we miss ms marvel is didn't exist back then so it's going to be right. our, after after that time period but yep. you know we could see more of the kree at this point right which would be which would be uh, kind of cool to to get that i mean 20 a lot can change in 20 years even for hyper advanced space civilization a lot can change in 20 years. who knows who knows i mean that that'd be uh, it's going to be fun but uh, apparently you know more rumor mill stuff there was like a early test screening of it, or at least parts of it, and apparently the the people that viewed it were apparently meh about it. Mm-hmm. So allegedly that one might be getting moved because they might have to do some reshoots because apparently the test audience just it just didn't didn't do anything didn't for them. Play. Yeah. So. Well, uh, yeah, I know. I hope I wish them the best in that one. I hope it, it went. They they find their their footing on that one. But uh, moving on to the next one, we also have another cinematic release, which is going to be um, slightly. Uh, and we're kind of jumping around a little bit here, but we do have another cinematic release, which is going to be Blade, which yep. is one that I'm really excited about because, yes. as terrible as the originals were, I actually did really enjoy at oh, least yeah. the first one. They, like like all um, all of the original Blade. I mean, were they you know. The pinnacle of cinema? Absolutely not. But they were fun, and arguably was the first non-Wade Wilson appearance of Deadpool. Um, <laughs> I was just Al- Alan Ryan, Alan Ryan Reynolds. Now, what would be what would be hilarious in Blade? Because I mean, that that was a running joke: is that Ryan Reynolds was playing Deadpool in all but name. What would be hilarious in Blade? Have Ryan Reynolds be in it again as Deadpool this time, and have him make some snide comment about you know I really feel like I've been here before. You know, or you know, well, something yeah. like that, because it's 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 Ryan Reynolds, right? Uh, and you know, we're gonna see um, Marshall Ali uh, as the the titular character of Blade, um, Eric Brooks. Um, so you know, he has a a cameo in the Eternals in voice only. Yeah, which like I, I'm um, wondering if if just he wasn't available for shooting i think they didn't want to give it i think they didn't want to give away too much i mean everybody yeah. kind of knew but you know they were still eternals was still a while ago i mean yeah. relatively speaking I mean, it was what last year yep. um so you know they there was still um time to grow and That's and true. they wanted to probably i mean they were probably working on some of the character designs and things like that so they didn't That's want true. to pigeon they didn't want to pigeonhole themselves into what they had right um but given the appearance of blade we'll probably see uh you know the reappearance of uh, kit harrington um, as, you know, uh, maybe actually taking on the role of, of the Black Knight. Which would be really cool, I think. Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. I'm kind of curious how they're going to handle it. Like, if they're going to be, if it's going to be a rated R movie, because Blade is heavy material. 
Yeah, I mean he's a vampire slayer. He goes around killing vampires. It, it, maybe he, maybe he, they should loan him to Sony and they can get rid of that damnable Morbius movie. Well, uh, you know, I still need to see that. But um, well, no, it's you... it, it's it's going to be interesting because Disney Plus, you know, talking about Deadpool, Disney Plus just put out both Deadpool movies and Logan for streaming, and I know they're they're catching all kinds of flack right now of why would you put a rated R movie on here? Well. When Disney started putting out Can any of their, them? well, exactly that, and uh, when Disney Plus started putting out uh, some of their shows that were more mature rated, you had to go in and change your parental settings. So parents, you can easily go in and go, no explicit content, and guess what? Your kids won't be able. To... Yeah, like. But so with that said, like, I wouldn't you know, be surprised if Blade Runner. I'm pretty sure they couldn't even watch like one of the newer Pixar movies, like, I had to actually, like, watch it on my profile, pull it up on my profile. Oh, wow. But, but, but yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Blade carries a, either an R rating, or at the very least, that borderline PG-13. Because it's amazing what you can do when you make blood a different color. Right. So, but, so, kind of uh, going after that, uh, we're getting more into, you know, the fall season here now of, uh, 2023, uh, go, another Disney Plus show, which, I mean, we're going to have a total of five shows on Disney Plus here, just Marvel. That's not even including Star Wars or anything else. But uh, Ironheart, who is actually going to be making her MCU debut in Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Um, Ironheart, uh, anybody that's familiar with her in the comics, Riri will is a kind of a spinoff Iron Man character. Effectively, uh, super genius, reverse engineers Iron Man to make her own Iron Man suit complete with, like, a arc reactor heart shape, hence her name, Iron Heart. Um, we don't know a whole lot about the show yet. I mean, we haven't even seen the character proper, but we will in just a few months. Um, so it's going to be her Disney Plus show, which I don't imagine is going to be an origin, just because we are getting her origin this year. Um, and there have already been some toy leaks and merchandise leaks that show that the she will have armor in Black Panther 2, it, however, will not be, like, mainline Iron Man armor. It's effectively her Mark One. It looks, right. it looks, while it works, it looks very put together with what she had to work with. Almost like she built it in a cave from scraps. <laughs> right. But, uh, I really wish we could afford uh, Jeff Bridges. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so I, I don't imagine Ironheart's going to be a origin story so much as it is a coming into age store yeah and I, i'm interested in that one but um i'll admit i'm not as interested in that one as i am in the next one uh which is uh agatha coven of chaos which got a name change movie. right because originally it was house of harkness yeah and now it's coven of chaos went from hot to uh you know never mind i can't say that that one um <laughs> uh yeah so uh we'll see the return of agatha harkness um this is more of a prequel show exploring her past uh, and how she kind of becomes who she is. Uh, Agatha Harkness being the, you know, a a, a witch, uh, you know, who was the, uh, as they say, the undercover villain of WandaVision. It was um, Agatha, it was Agatha all, all along. along. <laughs> Which um, is still the best, by, best thing. Yes, played by, uh, you know, Catherine Hahn, uh, Catherine Hahn, who did a fantastic job as that character. Yes, I oh love my God, the portrayal yes. of, of Agatha Harkness. And what's funny is that she uh, not really funny, but um, Catherine herself, who's a comedian, loved playing that character as well. Right. She had a fantastic time playing oh, yeah. the character, and 
and just kind of getting into that persona and being able to kind of play different versions of herself. Right. Um, now, uh, you know, throughout WandaVision. So now well, I, I, mean, I think I'm what's looking forward to it. Right. I, th- I think what's going to be interesting in that, I mean, like you said, it is primarily an origin story, but uh, sp- spoiler alert, because it's still relatively new, given what happens with Wanda in Doctor Strange 2, I would be interested to see how things may be happening to her. I don't want to I don't want to give away too much, but I'd be curious to see what's ha- what kind of things might be happening to, to Agatha present day as well so and if i mean it's a disney plus series so maybe they're going to end the series by exploring that well you know it, it's a possibility we'll have to see yeah that's true um, but uh then i think the next one is going to be the the really big one that a lot of people are really excited for um which is going to be daredevil born again uh, yes earlier yes uh, uh we're going to um we're going to uh, to see the return of Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. Um, we're also going to see the return of uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, um, which oh, yeah. I love Vincent D'Onofrio. I think he's, yes. he's been a, a, one of my favorite, uh, you know, he's definitely a favored actor of mine for a long time, and everybody praised his portrayal of Kingpin. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, he did a, a bang-up job at it, so it's, it's great to see that we're um bringing back some of these at least same characterizations maybe not necessarily the same on point characters as the netflix series but um we're at least seeing them them coming back again for sure and now i mean and it's correct me if i'm wrong but like marvel's been really non-committal one way or the other on if this is a continuation of the netflix daredevil or if it is an entirely new thing because given I mean, with everything going on, they could very well be variants of Matt Murdock and Kingpin. And given some of the things that we've seen thus far with those characters in the MCU, with some creative writing, they could make it work. I don't necessarily want to say Disney make it a reboot, because I do like a lot of the stuff that they did in the Netflix Daredevil shows. But at the same time, I think from a for from a integration standpoint, it may be better to make it a reboot i mean born again could have double meanings it may you know it could be alluding to the fact that the series is coming back it could be you know given matt murdoch's faith it could be a spiritual you know being born again or a personal journey or something like that so i mean it could go either way i mean either way the title especially on the internet the title is getting people talking about theories on is it canon isn't it canon or in reference to the netflix shows so, but that's that's one that when they announced that one, I I literally cheered out loud because I am I love what they did with Daredevil in, in Netflix. And admittedly, Daredevil was a character that I knew who he was, I knew about him, but I was never super interested until the Netflix show. The Netflix show made me a fan of Daredevil, so I am excited right. unbelievably for that one. But yep. capping off the end of 2024. Or sorry, uh, beginning 2024. Excuse me, I read that wrong. Um, which Daredevil is spring 2024. Late spring 2024, we are getting Captain America: New World Order, which will feature uh, Captain America, Sam Wilson, as we saw him in Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, making his cinematic Captain America. So that's going to be. We don't really know from this point on. This is all 
we don't know kind of stuff. Um, yep. So, I mean, it's going to be good to see how Sam has grown as Captain America since we last saw him in the MCU. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. We don't, we don't really know anything. Yeah, and I'm curious how they're gonna how they're gonna approach that, and if they're going to pair him up with Bucky Barnes. Um, right, if they're gonna give him his sidekick, or if it's just gonna be a standalone film. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I mean, that was one of the better parts, I think, of of uh, Captain or the the Captain America and the Winter Soldier, uh, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier show was uh, they played off each other very well. Yes, because it's uh, it was very clear they were not Steve and Bucky. They made that very clear, but I liked their dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, yeah, we're kind of in the speculation territory at this point, so there's not much that we can say on it. I'm hopeful. I would like to see the um, Sam Wilson's Bucky, or I'm sorry, Sam Wilson's Cap um, be successful. Absolutely. That said, um, it's been a while since we saw Cap and 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 uh, um, Anthony Mackie um, as as the both as Sam Wilson. So I'm curious, you know, how much longer he's going to be into uh, playing the characters and, right. and playing the MCU before wanting to kind of move on. And maybe, you know, this break between things is actually helpful and can revitalize, but right. we'll see. But I, I think uh, that's that caps off the end of phase five. Moving into phase six territory, this is where a lot of people are really excited. Phase six, admittedly, from what they've announced thus far, as Ian and I kind of talked about this uh, before we were recording, phase six, right now there are only three announced projects. Now, that doesn't mean that there are only going to be three projects in phase six. I imagine there is going to be other movies in there. I imagine, well, there may not be that many other movies looking at the timeline here, but there's probably going to be some other Disney Plus shows, things of that nature. But it's going to start off in November of 2024, which is fitting because we're getting Fantastic Four. Their official MCU debut. That being said, it is up in the air, and Disney is being very non-committal. Spoiler warnings for uh, Doctor Strange. Is John Krasinski returning or not? Fans were clamoring to get him cast as Reed Richards. They got it in Doctor Strange. They left it in Doctor Strange. So, even Krasinski himself... Is, is very hush-hush coy about it. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if they continue to keep him as Reed Richards or if it's going to be an entirely new cast. Now, that being said, a lot of people are obviously excited about MCU Fantastic Four. Given the track records of the Fantastic Four movies, though, this is one that they have to play very close to the chest on. They Disney really needs to go back Listen to what people had to say about the first two Fox, or the, well, the first three, because the first series had two movies, yes, and then the reboot had one. Thank God. Um, they need to really go back and listen what people did not like about those movies, and make sure they don't do those things. Disney, yeah. I I know you're probably not listening, but I cannot stress this enough. Listen to what people said about those first movies. Take them to heart. Please. But yeah. Uh, you know, it, again, there's there's really no information other than the announcement that there will be a movie, which is unsurprising given their acquisition of Fox and, and pulling it back in. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that we will get a decent Fantastic Four movie. Um, I'm also uh, really uh, kind of thinking that 
um, based around the next couple of movies uh, that we were talking about that we're going to see, obviously, uh, Doctor Doom as the, the main yes. the main big bad of that, or at least introduction of the presence of Doctor Doom. Yes. And hopefully at least some little bit of introduction. Because, the again, the only other two movies that have been announced um, is going to be uh, uh, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars. Um, which, uh, yeah, we're getting two look, Avengers movies in one year this time. Right. But if you look, if you look at the time, if you look at the timelines on them, we see, uh, May, uh, is being earmarked for the Kang dynasty and then November for secret wars. So there's a six month gap in there that we can see, uh, additional properties coming in, some other work coming in, kind of fill in some of the gaps, yep. more movies. Um, but well, and, and, uh, and one one thing I, I pointed out to Ian before the sh- uh, before we recorded when we were getting uh, like we have images of the timelines uh, for Phase Six pulled up. You see Fantastic Four at the left, all the way at the beginning. Then there's a rather large, I think intentionally placed gap there. They could have easily made, shrunk this the timeline down to make the image a little more cohesive, but there's a gap there with a very bright yellow star right where another movie logo would fit. Right there, like, at the end of 2024, beginning of 2025. So I'm curious if... It's just, from a from a design standpoint, it's very odd to have that there. Let's see. Because, okay, there's a six-month gap between the two Avengers films. There's a six-month gap between Fantastic Four and the first Avengers film. So why is the spacing for the last six months so much smaller than the spacing for those first six months? Just saying. I mean... Yeah. But um, yeah. we obviously have no information about yeah. the Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars. They have, I'm, I'm just going off on my conspiracy theory train here. Right. They have nothing. They have not, announced nothing uh, beyond just titles for the movies, yeah. which could even probably change, uh, although at this point I think they're pretty well set in stone. Um, so we understand, you know, Kang Dynasty, what that's going to mean. Um, obviously we're going to have Kang. Uh, then we're, we have Secret Wars, which if anyone knows the Secret War comics and movie uh, comics, um, you know how um, critical of a character that Doctor Doom is to those. Yes. Um, and and really what those, what that all actually means uh, as far as, you know, the greater Marvel universe. Yes. Um, so there's, uh, and there's also other things that fit in there. Um, that are very important. Logan, Lo- uh, old man Logan is a very important character to uh, to Secret Wars and the kind of the resulting timelines of that. So um, anyway, uh, so we can't speculate. We can only speculate so much on that. Um, we don't, you know, we'll, we may get into that a li- as time goes on a little bit closer. Yeah. I mean, we've, um, there- we've got a couple years, Ian. We do. Um, we, there is one more movie that we that we failed to mention. Um, we were talking about it earlier, or maybe yesterday, uh, whatever it is. Um, we also have Thunderbolts. Yes, we do, which is odd that it's not on the timeline. It's on my timeline. I have July 6th, 2024. It is while not. Tim feels like, while Tim goes and looks and tries to not feel like an ass. Um, again, there's not been much announced about uh, the Thunderbolts. Um, uh, at this point, we don't have any uh, a whole lot of information. Um we do know what the Thunderbolts are. They're, you know, this team of, of villains, um, at least comic book wise, they were originally led by Thunderbolt Ross. Um, however, uh, this past year, we did see the passing of William Hurt, who played that character in the MCU. Um, yes. I, I do see it on here. Um, the multiverse saga 
apparently is not phase four. Apparently that's that starts with Daredevil, Captain America New World Order, Thunderbolts, Kang Dynasty, and Secret Wars. That's the multiverse saga, apparently. Mm, I don't I, at least on the article that I'm on, it doesn't have it it doesn't have uh phase timeline names, but uh, okay. anyway. Anyway, um, it just ha- I just have Thunderbolts on the list. So yeah. um, we have some opportunity here to see uh, what potential we have. There's obviously Zemo um, as a potential character in the Thunderbolts. We probably are not going to get Thunderbolt Ross uh, involved at all. Yeah. Um, my guess is we're probably going to have uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus' character um, kind of leading up this, this effort. So I'm going to guess we're going to see um, uh, U.S. Agent. Uh, as oh, yeah. a potential for uh, for Thunderbolts, um, maybe this is where we will see um, Venom make his uh, try make an appearance. Maybe uh, so. Uh, there's definitely um, some opportunity here, and the Thunderbolt. Uh, the, the other thing that's kind of strange here is because um, Osborn, uh, Norman Osborn, was part of the the Thunderbolts as well as as Goblin. So, and we haven't, we don't have a an MCU version of of green goblin at this point Um, which which speaking of which one thing that that we didn't mention on the timeline um spider-man freshman year which is a disney plus thing was originally billed as like peter's origin story but based on some of the stuff that they've put out for it canonically that's impossible because of some of the characters that they said are going to be in it like i'll start off like scorpion okay we've seen scorpion in mcu but this is a prequel and they show him in his scorpion suit. Okay, maybe he didn't put the connection together. Maybe Gargan didn't have his suit when we saw him in Spider-Man. But um, one big glaring thing, um, Otto Octavius is in Spider-Man freshman year. He should have had some knowledge on who Doc Ock is. He saw him in No Way Home. So people now are thinking that instead of this being an origin story, that it is a its own separate standalone Spider-Man animated thing. Um, which is kind of kind of disappointing, um, because I was expecting Spider-Man prequel in animated form. Because we, we don't need to see his origin story in another movie; it's been done countless times. But it would have been nice to at least kind of see that done canonically in the MCU. But based on what they've shown off, that it can't be. It it cannot be canonical. Which well, I am, I I am a little just, little sad about that. I will just throw this out there: um, canonically speaking, in the MCU. Spider-Man has graduated college or high school, and he is now moving on, potentially moving on to college. Right. Well, I mean, got to be hard to do when he doesn't it exist. Is freshman year of college. Well, it's it's they build it as like freshman year, meaning be, you know beginning of whatnot, and it was literally his freshman high school year. Um, yeah, I mean, they've pulled, the old, they've pulled the old bait and switch on you before, so yeah. it's not it's Maybe. not uncommon. Maybe. Um, anyway, so I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. Uh, that's so. going to think do it for us uh, as we cover the the um, San Diego Comic Con timeline of uh, Marvel's Phase Five and Phase Six. Um, very excited about this phase. Yes. Um, admittedly, I was feeling I think a little bit of superhero fatigue at the start of of, of Phase Four, so I think maybe that's why I haven't been um, getting as big into it. Also, right in the middle of a pandemic, um, so you know that kind of I think changed a little bit of my my viewing habits um, right. anyway so uh looking forward to face uh, to this and uh, seeing where they go with it oh yeah uh, and you know also looking forward to more news um on all of these properties and even unannounced properties <clears throat> x-men 
So, well, I mean, um, X Men '97, it's coming. I'm talking about MCU X Men. I know, but still, at least it's something. It is. Anyway, um, <laughs> did I just hear a duck? <laughs> uh, Maybe. Quack. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up for tonight. Um, as always, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you listening in. You can catch us uh, on our sponsored network, Anchor.fm and Spotify. Uh, you can also catch us on social media, uh, facebook.com slash nerds, Twitter at nonsequiturnerd, uh, twitch.tv slash nerds, and as always, you can catch uh, recordings of the videos on youtube.com slash nerds. And as on Spotify well now. As... Spotify. Yep. Uh, yep. Our video recordings are also now up on Spotify as well as the audio recording. So please check us out on whatever your favorite platform is. Absolutely. Alrighty. Well, uh, with that, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up. Uh, we wish you all a good night, and we will catch you next time. Uh, so as always, for the non sequitur nerds, I'm Ian, and I'm Tim. Night, everybody. <laughs>